Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Zach, and today I am joined by Jason Clark, host of An Elegant Weapon. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Zach. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. All right, so you guys know the drill. We're going to do a DC Spotlight with Jason here. Uh, Let's just jump in with question number one. What is your first DC memory? My first DC memory, when I was very young... Uh, I would probably say about two or three years old, my dad built me a toy box, uh, just like a wooden plywood toy box. Right. And, uh, he, he was, he was quite the drawer himself and he drew a bunch of superheroes all over it. And, uh, I wasn't quite familiar. The only one I remember recognizing was Spider-Man, but he had, he put Superman on there and Batman and, uh, I think maybe Green Lantern. But that was the first time I really remember the images of DC superheroes in my head was actually my dad's drawings on an old toy box he made when I was very, very young. <laughs> wow, that, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, so who is your favorite DC hero? I, You know, it sounds cliched, but I have to go with the bat. Oh, that's that's a fantastic uh, choice. <laughs> you know, it's hard, you know, um, but the bat is the bat. I think Batman kind of transcends most superheroes in a certain way. You know, I mean, he's up there with Superman as being probably the most, you know, one of the two most popular heroes in history. Maybe, you know, Spider-Man in there, but uh, it's it's definitely the bat for me. It's always been, you know, just the one that stuck out, the one I always loved to read, the one I love to draw, the one you just get the most obsessed with it different various periods in your life uh but just to throw in some flavor i'd say next to batman i'm a definitely a big green lantern fan as well oh well that's awesome uh green lantern is my answer normally for favorite dc hero so that's that's a good number two well he was also kind of the first for me uh green lantern was my first uh, dc comic book so Hey, me too. Yeah, I actually, I remember like going to the library and they had these comic books like in these plastic binders that you could get and just, you weren't allowed to take them out, but you could read them. And Green Lantern was the the very first one that I picked up out of that pile. That's awesome. For me, it was when I was a kid and we would take trips to the uh, family cottage and my parents would just buy me a bunch of, you know, comics from the store to entertain me. And it was always Green Lantern and Archie comics. Nice. Yeah. And that's what I remember. So <laughs> I th- I'll have to go and look, but I think every single person has said Batman for favorite DC hero. So you're, you're in good company. <laughs> All right. Good. At least I'm going with the masses. So, <laughs> uh, so number three, kind of playing off of that. Who's your favorite DC villain? Uh, again, cliched, but it's the Joker. Um, oh, yeah. Joker, though, is my favorite villain across all media. Oh, cool. Um, just in general, if he's my favorite bad guy of all time. Just the absolute insanity of, you know, a pure Joker. Really, really. I just, I love it to death. It's such a perfect, you know, an- antithesis to the Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's not really a, another pair of, you know, hero and villain that really play off each other better than joker and batman i think no it's the greatest dynamic in history for sure yeah uh so number four who's what is your favorite dc movie my favorite dc movie um and this is this of all time or just kind of the current dc oh, this is universe? all time you can pick <laughs> batman and robin if you want <laughs> i'm so tempted <laughs> <laughs> Glad I had the opportunity. Um, no, for me, it's Batman. It's 89 Batman. Yeah. Um, that movie, you know, it was such an event in our lives. I think I was 13, uh, you know, just a few months into 13 when it came out. 
And I think it's still timeless in the way that it was made to be timeless. It's very hard to tell when it takes place. The movie itself, I think that, you know, lends a certain uh, timeless quality to it. But uh, it was just the first time to treat Batman in that way, live action. And uh, it was a phenomenal achievement. And Jack's Joker is still my Joker. Like, you know, that is still the closest to what I believe the Joker to be is Jack Nicholson in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you if you had to take a guess, how many times do you think you've seen that? I couldn't. I couldn't. I paused. <laughs> it's 1989. Oh my goodness, we're talking decades. And you know it's funny. Uh, I have a convenience store right across the street from my house here, and I've been going in there lately. And you know how some convenience stores have like a shelf with just old stuff they're selling. Yeah. You know, they have a VHS still wrapped copy of the 89 batman in there and they're selling it for like five bucks and every time i'm in there i walk by and i'm like so tempted just to get it for get it sake you know oh my gosh man it's only five bucks i'll give you the five bucks you need to get that i I know (laughs) i don't know why i've just been putting it off uh, but i definitely should pick it up but uh yeah definitely (laughs) all right well yeah i'll you you go buy that before this goes out and so nobody hears it and goes buys it before you perfect All right, so a uh, similar vein across all time. What's your favorite DC TV show? Ooh, ooh, because it 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 jumps mm-hmm. um, depending on the season. Some 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 of the CW shows have been my favorites for different reasons at different times. But I'd have to say overall, I'd have to go with the Flash. Yeah, yeah, it's just so the Flash. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think any other show has come closer to its source material than The Flash. It's so well done. Yeah, we always say it's the most comic booky comic book show that I've ever seen. Absolutely. But I'm really digging Black Lightning right now. Like, it's not your typical CW type DC show. And, you know, those elements are there. But overall, it's such a richer uh, story than, you know, just everything about it kind of has a slightly more serious, important tone, you know? Oh yeah, we're we're really loving that show. I I think we I've said that it's the comic book show that I would recommend to somebody who's never watched a comic book show before, just because it's good TV and it might get you into comic books. I would agree a hundred percent, and it's got that slight Netflix feel to it. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's sir, there's a lot to that show that is definitely reminiscent of the Marvel Netflix shows, and that's what I mean. There's just a certain little bit more seriousness that it seems to be taken with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then wrapping up the favorite questions, what is your favorite DC comic? It, this can be like a single book or it can be an arc or uh, you know a collection or anything like that, but just your your favorite comic. You know, it's weird because it's, it's recent enough, but I got to go with the entire Court of the Owls Good choice. Uh, arc. It was just, I, I, I know there's been so many over the years, but I mean, come on, as recent as it is, that was something special. That was in a culmination of years of this idea of Gotham being such a central character in the Batman story and just uh, taking it to like another place that it's never really been taken to before. Like Gotham's always been, you know, such an important part, but this was like, okay, we're going to dive deeper into this situation than we ever have. And just every aspect to the story, the writing, the art, the whole entire arc was, it's definitely the most classic thing to come out in, I'd say 20 years as far as, you know, a DC run. Yeah. And especially, you know, with a character like Batman that 
just about anything that, you know, somebody who is as creative as me can probably think of has already been done. So it takes just that whole other level of genius to come up with, you know, a great, fresh, new, cool storyline this this far into Batman's history now. It does. And it led into so much. It's almost hard to just look at that arc as itself because it led into all this amazing stuff. That entire Capullo Snyder run was just, you know, that's that's going to go down in history with like Adams and O'Neill. And, you know, I think like Kirby and Lee, I think, you know, Capullo and Snyder, that that that's just that's that's a match that was destined to be, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great choice. Uh, okay, number seven. We'll get a little fun here. Uh, what is your DC guilty pleasure? My DC guilty pleasure? I don't know. Uh, Aquaman. Okay, yeah. I've always dug Aquaman. I think he's a great character. I was so happy with the new 52 when they finally started treating him uh, with a little intelligence yeah. as far as putting a little smarts into the writing and stuff, you know? Um, but I, I, I really dig an Aquaman story, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if you can say that you liked Aquaman before Aquaman was cool, then I, I'll definitely give that to you as your guilty pleasure. Well, I'm, I've always been a water kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I've always, you know, my whole family grew up near water and in water. It was always a big part of, uh, you know, we spent like our entire summers at the cottages and, you know, you wouldn't come out of the lake for 12 to 15 hours at a time. You know, a couple of my cousins went on to uh, be like pro swimmers. One was on the Canadian Olympic team, went to two Olympics. So we were we were water people. And, you know, we loved Aquaman. I loved the idea that I could communicate with the fish and, you know, control the <laughs> tides. I thought that was the coolest stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question nine. Only one more after this. Uh, what DC character would you like to see in live action? So this can be on a TV show or it could be a movie. It doesn't have to be like a leading role. It could be a cameo or anything like that. But just a DC character we haven't seen in live action yet. That we haven't seen in live action yet. That's a tough one because they've gone through so many at this point. Um, geez. I mean, we're about to see Hawk and Dove. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's wow it's a tough one um oh blue beetle okay yeah <laughs> blue beetle in live action i think would be pretty rad i enjoy that character a lot they've done him well in animation so yeah blue blue beetle i'll go with that for live action that'd be cool to see oh would you like to see like a, a whole blue beetle tv show or like a movie uh, I think the character could hold that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about a TV show. Um, you know, I kind of miss in the old days when they would do fun stuff like the Hulk TV shows. Yeah, which were like one-off made-for-TV movies. I think it'd be cool if they started doing that again. Uh, you know, they're doing all these Netflix shows. Why not? You know, superhero Netflix movies as well. You know, with characters like Blue Beetle, who maybe would make a great movie, but you know, I don't know if they could continuously sustain a story for a very long time but uh that would be very cool to see you know yeah he would be really cool to see in live action and who knows what's going to happen with the titans show right like right you know i know he's i don't think he's been talked about at all for it yet but you know it's like the other shows like you know legends and stuff you can always be adding new characters to the team as time goes on you know Right. I mean, they're bringing Doom Patrol on. I mean, you can't. Right. Like, right. <laughs> Blue Beetle's not crazier than that. No, not at all. And they, they've shown that they're willing to go. Once you do King Shark, it's all over. Right. right exactly. Like, once you do King Shark, all bets are off. You know, Solomon Grundy appearing on Gotham in the way that they've done it. 
you know, it, it's cool, man. It's hard. It's hard to dive deeper than they have at this point. You know, we're going to see Condiment Man eventually on 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 one of these shows. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, question number ten. We'll we'll end with maybe a, a bit of a tough one. But if you were in charge of DC Entertainment, what's the first thing you would do? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, I would probably find that one person and make sure that DC has their Kevin Feige, I think is what I would do. I think I would centralize all of this. I think I would detach it as Marvel has detached from Disney uh, and, you know, let Warner Brothers not be as involved as they are. I think I would go more with what was proven, you know, Berlanti, you know, I, I, I am on the side of, I don't think you necessarily need an entirely connected universe. I mean, Marvel has done such an amazing job at that. It's kind of their thing. I, I, I was in the camp at the beginning that I think Warner brothers should have went ahead and just made it their thing that they just do a bunch of stuff. And just like the comics, there's a lot of Elseworlds and a lot of variants. Like how many versions of Batman have we had over the years in the comics, you know, like countless dozens that don't connect to each other in any way. I mean, even the Dark Knight series, they all exist under themselves, right? So I like that idea, but I also like that there is that connected universe. So I would find someone, you know, whether it was Johns or whoever, and I would definitely centralize that and put someone who knows what they're doing in charge of the situation. Although I did, I really like a lot of what they're doing. I don't want it to sound like I think it needs complete fixing. I was a big fan of Justice League. Uh, if if it's a lot like it was leaning towards the animated features that Warner Brothers do, do, which are brilliant, and they've owned that you know that arena for years why wouldn't you just make your live action movies more like that which they kind of did there was a lot of the animated structure i felt in justice league so you know i I just people think you just give it a chance but they they need to have more trust they need to let their creators do their thing uh and kind of take an opposite approach to marvel i think but that's what i do i'd put that one head honcho in charge of it all who knows what he's doing well, I got to say, out of everybody, I think that's probably the most sound business advice I've heard from somebody on that question. So good job. <laughs> sweet. sweet. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks a bunch again for coming on this podcast. It'd be a, been a ton of fun. Yeah, that was that was loads of fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. So if, uh, if people want to get a hold of you or check out your podcast, where can they go? Uh, you can find an elegant weapon on most of your standard podcast uh, platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, but you can also check out the website at www.anelegantweapon.ca because I'm I'm in the Canada. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Right on.